0: This is episode number 203 with aspiring data scientist, Sasha Prokhorva. Welcome to the Super Data Science Podcast. My name is Kirill Eremenko, data science coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you inspiring people and ideas to help you build your successful career in data science. Thanks for being here today, and now let's make the complex simple. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very excited to have you on the show today. You can probably already feel the energy that I have, and that is because I just literally just now got off the phone with Sasha and we had an amazing podcast session, which you're about to hear. And so what did we talk about in this session? Well, first off, uh, what you need to know is that Sasha and I met at Data Science Go 2018, which uh, at the time when you're listening to this podcast was just over a week ago. And in this session, what I did is I asked Sasha about her experience at the event. And I found that this was a much more interesting way to share with you some of the highlights rather than me telling you the highlights that happened at data science go it was very cool to hear them from Sasha's perspective from an attendee's perspective and through her lens you will see what her takeaways were and what were some of the key things that she learned from some of our speakers like Ben Taylor, Rico Minel, Randy Lau and some other people so especially if you missed out on data science go 2018 then this will be a great opportunity for you to catch up on some of the things some of the key takeaways that an attendee had from uh, this conference and uh, the other thing that we did is we talked about Sasha's background experience and her journey to data science she's been learning data science for one and a half years and she actually brought up the usual concern that I hear that uh, how do I get a job it's very hard to you know apply for jobs and get uh, get get through and get recognized and actually get invited and get job offers well I challenged Sasha on that you will hear it I had a whole, whole rant about what I think on this topic and gave uh, gave my advice on this topic. So you'll hear that. And plus, I gave Sasha a challenge. A challenge to get her name out there and skyrocket her career in this podcast. By the time you're listening to this, she should have completed her challenge. So stay tuned and inside the podcast, you will know how to verify if she has or hasn't completed her challenge. I think that'll be a fun game. And plus, to make it even more fun during the podcast, I announce a, the same challenge, but in which you can participate in. And there's a prize. There's a prize for the person that uh, will do the best job on this challenge. uh, And you'll learn all about the details throughout this podcast. And the prize is something that you don't want to miss out on. It's something that will help skyrocket your career and take it to the next level. So there we go. That's what this podcast is in a nutshell. I'll uh, leave a cliffhanger like that for you. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you Sasha Prokhorov, an aspiring data scientist. welcome ladies and gentlemen to the super day science podcast very excited to have you on the show today and we've got a very special guest sasha prokhorova calling in from san francisco sasha welcome to the show how are you today
1: i'm uh, doing wonderful thank you very much kirill i'm very happy to be here
0: awesome very very cool because um for everybody out there we literally just met with sasha five days ago at the data science go 2018 event and it was legendary had such a great time Sasha tell us a bit about data science go 2018 how did you enjoy the conference
1: it was such an amazing event i got to meet and con- connect with a lot of interesting people in the industry and it was not the usual format of the conferences that i was used to
2: <laughs> tell uh, us there more. was a
1: lot of <laughs> a lot of informal aspects for instance all the speakers were so personable and approachable, and we started our day with a little yoga and meditation, as well as a little dance. That's, I thought that was refreshing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was very, uh, very planned, and also I think it went went very well. A lot of people were enjoying it and opening up. Did you feel like you opened up? Did you feel? Did you actually feel the energy in the room go up after all of those like informal elements?
1: I did certainly. I felt very inspired.
0: Yeah, and I had one attendee come up to me like uh, at the end of day one, and he said, "Well, at the end of Saturday," and he said that, "Hey, Carol, the energy is so good here, that's so high that I I only now realized that I all I had for food was like a a sandwich in the morning, and then he did he he even skipped lunch, even though there was like uh, every, there was a networking lunch. He skipped lunch because he was so into like talking to somebody and then he realized that he's not hungry and he's not tired simply because of the energy in the room which i totally loved really loved everybody you know contributing it was i think it was like a community effort in that sense
1: uh that's actually how i felt during pretty much most of the day of the data science girl um i almost felt like i could have forgotten to eat uh, because I was just so absorbed in meeting people and talking to them and learning new things. Uh, that's the fear of missing out in a nutshell. Yeah. If you ask
0: me. Nice. And uh, t- tell us like what was your favorite talk?
1: I really enjoyed the talk by uh, Ben Taylor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the opening phrase was, "The market does not give a crap about your dreams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I-, I thought it is very true. Because it's not about people seeking the opportunities on the market. It's what the market needs, and this is what the market is going to select.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the market is going to select uh, uh, the people uh, that are right for uh, solving certain problems of, the, of a particular company. And uh, yeah, it just it's all about the needs of a particular of a particular company.
0: Mm-hmm. so what was your main takeaway for your career from that uh, phrase from, from Ben Taylor's talk because it sounds like maybe for somebody listening to the podcast who wasn't at the conference it sounds a bit like uh, I don't know like pessimistic that the market doesn't really care about your dreams uh, like I think Ben put it like you know started off like that but then he uh, explained it in a way that uh, sheds light on the whole thing like what was your main takeaway
1: important to have a passion and even borderline obsession mm-hmm. Uh, My main takeaway from this talk is the lack of experience is not really the end of the world Mm -hmm. because before, uh, when I was looking for jobs and internships in the industry, uh, I was getting really frustrated even sometimes because you would need job experience to acquire job experience. Mm -hmm. It's almost like needing a pair of scissors to open a box that scissors came in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great analogy.
1: Yeah, it's almost like you being stuck in that circle. And uh, Bain Taylor's talk gave me really good insights about how to break out of the circle. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, he said, lack of experience is crucial, but if you're capable of doing a project. Mm -hmm. My takeaway from it is just find a data set that you're passionate about and pick a a, uh, data frame, decide what to do with it. And showcase your work. Showcase your work to a potential employer, or to all those followers uh, on LinkedIn, or even from the family. Just get your work out there and show that you did something productive with your time. That you learned, you dared, and you achieved.
0: Fantastic, love it. And um, tell us who else, who else, whose else's talk did you enjoy? Because you were there for, uh, you know, like the. The training sessions on Friday, but then the main events are Saturday, Sunday. That's one and a half days. I think we had like close to 25 speaking sessions. Who else did you like? Who else did you love there?
1: I really enjoyed uh, attending the talk by Rico Main. Mm-hmm. My favorite quote from him is uh, What is possible is often limited by how hard you try.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Rico, Rico, I heard he did a fantastic job. He flew all the way from Germany. So, uh, you know, do you know that Rico was an attendee last year?
1: No, he did not mention that.
0: So he was an, an attendee last year, DSGO, 2017. And then during the event, he came up to me and he said, Kirill, I, I want to be on this stage next year and I want to help inspire people. And to that, I said to him, hey, Rico, that sounds really cool. Uh, but you need to prove that you you know you can do it that you are going to actually bring value to people. And so what he did is he went back to Germany. Uh, he started uh, an AI meetup, uh, which is now attended mm-hmm. by like several dozen, if not a hundred people. Uh, you know, like once a month, once every several months. Uh, and so a meetup on AI and machine learning. Uh, then he introduced artificial intelligence in his bu- in the business that he's working for in the company he's working for. Uh, he did. You know, quite a few cool things like presentations on AI and things like that. And then, then he came on the podcast. And when he told all, all this, like he told me all about this, I was like, Rico, you have to come to the go. You have to present. And he didn't take that lightly. He, that invitation lightly. He actually prepared his talk and then he hired a, um, a acting was, or like a speech a speaking coach. Who helped coach him how to do this talk? So this guy's really serious about the things he he gets started in. So and and hence you know the result. Like everybody was very impressed with his talk.
1: Wow, his dedication is truly inv- admirable. He's such an inspiration for all of us.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's wonderful, wonderful. Um, okay, so like Ben Taylor, Rico Minel. Um, how about uh, influencers? How about people that you got to meet there? Uh, like who are also giving talks but did you have were you like excited to meet the people that you follow on LinkedIn in person
1: absolutely uh, one of them would be Randy Lau mm. he's a great resource to follow for those people who are new industry in the industry of for the, those aspiring data scientists. Uh, his posts are just so informative and so incredibly concise and it's Basically, just a how-to instruction. Mm. The algorithms that you need to learn, the books you need to read, just very on point.
0: And what was he like in person? Was he different to what you were expecting?
1: Uh, He he was very nice and approachable and kind. He was very appreciative of all the attention. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, he's a a very, very cool guy. And what I found actually during the whole event was that most or like all, almost all of the influencers that, who were there, uh, you know, from Ben Taylor, uh, Randy Lau, we we had uh, Neddy Bremer, we had lots of people, Tari Singh, um, all of them were very humble, you know, like there was, they were very open to talking and giving advice and connecting with people and like hearing, uh, hearing uh, attendees stories and um, just getting like getting into this community and like really going back. And so that's what I really appreciate from them. And I think it resonated well. Like there was so many, so many great conversations. Uh, what was the most surprising thing that you learned at the conference?
1: Uh, the most surprising? Well, like what well, most see.
0: impressive, something that really got you like inspired and, um, and uh, like apart from the talks, I mean, like during your uh, networking opportunities with people.
1: Uh, that everyone is really approachable like data scientists data engineers you have to remember that they're all people at the end of the day very brilliant and outstanding people but they're people and it's important to connect it's uh, just important to get yourself out there no matter how shy you are and no matter how hard introducing yourself and talking to people is it's really important and uh, actually just get get yourself out of the comfort zone Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah that's a very good point oh and one more thing i wanted to ask you you know like as as a woman what did you feel about the how represented uh women were at the conference in terms of speakers and in terms of attendees
1: the demographics was very balanced there were a lot of uh women who attended and i definitely felt a lot of support from everyone in the industry regardless of gender mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's very very good to hear because one of our one of the things that we're trying to improve and, and change is the status quo in data science that typically it's about uh, the ratio male to female is about 90 to 10 so 10% female in the industry ab- about so uh, but like at our event for instance in terms of speakers uh, we had 35% female speakers, and in terms of attendees, I don't have the numbers yet. But as soon as we have the stats, I'll announce them as well. I think I think we did quite well in that sense, and it's important to inspire and pre- like show role models for aspiring data scientists that, um, regardless of your gender, race, background, you can succeed in data science. So that's that. I think it's good to hear that you felt that at the event.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, well, shifting gears, thank you very much for the quick overview of DS Go and your experience there. Let's uh, now move on to your um, your journey through data science. So one of the reasons for, for our listeners out there, one of the reasons why I decided to invite Sasha to the podcast um, was when when we met at Data Science Go, I found her story quite inspiring, actually very different to... Um, what's uh like very unique i'd say or unique uh, and uh quite inspiring for many people out there who are starting into data science or who are already in their journey in data science and want to look back and see how it was to go through it so uh in short sasha will give us like a background just now but sasha is in a bit of a different industry she's not specifically in data science she's an electrical engineering student but sasha feels the importance of Knowing data science and integrating it into her career, and so that's what I want to dig into a bit further. And you know why you you feel that way and how you go about it, how you're structuring your journey through data science, and what future you see. So just to kick us off, could you please give us a quick overview? Who is Sasha Prokerova, uh and uh, how like what are you doing in San Francisco? Uh,
1: I'm currently a student at San Francisco State University pursuing my undergraduate degree in electrical engineering. But originally, I'm from Russia, Smolensk. That's where I obtained my first degree in linguistics.
0: Mm-hmm. So why did you jump from linguistics to electrical engineering? It's a, it's a radical shift. It's like going from South Pole to the North Pole.
1: <laughs> uh, I do agree. I've always been interested in languages while growing up. Hmm. But also, when I grew older, I haven't always been good in math, not at least until my early 20s. -hmm. That's when I feel the gears really shifted somehow, because I notice a lot of people say that math is not really their thing, because I think it takes a certain age to be able to appreciate certain mathematical concepts because of how abstract they are, and uh. I'm inclined to believe that this is what happened to me as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. That's very interesting. And why, why data science then? So electrical engineering, yeah, I understand. But how is data science related to electrical engineering? And how are you, you know, leveraging it?
1: Well, first of all, we're living in a world that's drowning in data, way more data than we can humanely process. And uh, I'm a firm believer that it's very important to have certain data science and or data analytics skills, regardless of the industry you're in. Mm-hmm. And in order to maintain the edge in the competitive nature of today's world, it's just impossible to... Re- it's very important to uh, acquire those skills at least to to any level.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, but like... Um... Is that just for technical professions like electrical engineering or would you say that's for management consultants and for, um, I don't know, somebody running a bakery store or for somebody um, who has a a little uh, tourism office? Do you think it's important to have data skills for anybody in this world?
1: Um, Well, yes, of course. Uh, We all produce data whether we want it or not. And our customers do produce data as well, regardless of the industry way. in. if we are bakers or management consultants, uh, we all use and produce data pro- uh data products to one extent or another.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. To- I would totally agree with that. I think uh, some level of data acumen or data knowledge is necessary for anybody. Um, but in your case, so electrical engineering, data science, are you planning on moving from electrical engineering completely to data science or are you planning to integrate the two and, and have a career like a com- that combines the two together?
1: Uh, I don't believe I'm going to move away from electrical engineering. I just enjoy this industry way too much. Currently, I'm working on a project of analog integrated circuit designs and I'm, just, I'm having a great time. But uh, I do want to improve my data science skills and knowledge, and I'm currently trying to teach myself some Python and SQL because it's just another passion of mine, something that I enjoy to the great extent. Uh, I started going to some extracurricular classes outside of school in San Francisco, thankfully. Uh, the data community is very strong in San Francisco, and it offers us a lot of resources uh, to improve our skills and uh, affect ourselves Mm -hmm. so there's definitely a lot of things that you can explore and try such things as boot camps or evening workshops uh, that you can just explore before you commit to the full-time course it's a great way to discover your passions and interests and maybe even hidden skills and talents who knows Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. gotcha gotcha and uh, now let's think about the, the other way around so you you already mentioned how you're going to use data science uh why are you going into data science now and like how that can help augment your career and you know take it to the next level and in fact how that could help anybody um but tell us the other way around like how does your existing background help you be successful as you mentioned you have quite a diverse background with linguistics and electrical engineering um what how do you leverage your background to be successful or be more um successful in data science?
1: Um, Well, uh, actually I just started reading your book called Confident Data Skills, which I find an incredibly interesting read and one of my favorite portions of it would be the quote that data science is one of those fields that benefits from having experience in a different field Mm -hmm. Uh, such as linguistics in my case or history or management or consulting um, I have very unusual background for uh, other young professionals who are working in my industry and I also have a, a very unusual angle that I approach problems mm-hmm. uh, which also gives non-standard solutions.
0: awesome well tell us a, a bit about that uh, you know that angle how would you describe the angle at which you approach data science problems very interesting
1: um I would believe it's my ability to approach unstructured unstructured data due to my background in linguistics it's just my ability to read certain connotations that uh, maybe a non-linguist uh, would not identify right away
0: mm. okay that's that's very true very very interesting as well so you're combining your linguistics unstructured data skills with and what do you get from electrical engineering what kind of uh, mindset or thinking do you leverage from that field?
1: Uh, mathematical background, it definitely implies a lot of structure, a lot of logic and a lot of discipline.
0: Okay, gotcha. Alright, um, so tell us then how how do you go about uh, learning data science, like are you taking courses, are you reading books, uh, you mentioned like you're reading my book, which thank you very much, I'm very you know, humbled to hear that you're enjoying it. Um, what, like, what are your main points of contact with data science? Uh,
1: I would definitely recommend a couple of good books. One of them would be Learning Python the Hard Way, mm-hmm. and there's also Statistics for Data Scientists. It's a really well written and not a difficult read at all. But I also use a lot of online resources such as Codecademy and DataCamp. There is a lot of very good interactive exercises. Mm -hmm. And also I'm learning a lot of MATLAB because my school requires it as part of the curriculum for electrical engineers. And and I recently discovered that you can do data analytics and machine learning in Mm MATLAB, which made me even more excited. I can use my engineering background and just learn couple more skills in Matlab and I would be able to use this incredible and powerful tool for data analytics.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's some that's very, very good recommendations. And we, so you started learning data science with Python, is that correct?
1: Uh, yes. Um, I was inspired by Craig Sakuma. He's one of the instructors in General Assembly. Uh, it's a school in downtown san francisco he taught me some python and some SQL, and he was actually one of those mentors who made me believe that i can do it i can program i can learn coding he the way he taught python and especially SQL, it totally made sense to me mm-hmm. uh, he basically did what bain taylor suggested to do all along find a project that's exciting and important to you he did it based on the music we were analyzing his itunes playlist and sequel uh, not necessarily just for the genre or for the length of the songs but for instance uh which how many songs does craig have in his playlist that are love songs and what also what uh, signifies a love song is it the word love hug, keys or could they be used in any sarcastic contents Mm. That could be, that's one of the tougher projects for machine learning, too.
0: Okay, wow, that's a very interesting project. Uh, When you were at the conference at DSGO, did you attend um, Sinan Ozdemir's talk? Uh,
1: Yes, yes, I did. Because
0: Sinan is also an instructor at General Assembly, or maybe he was, but he definitely spent quite a lot of time at General Assembly, and I just, in San Francisco, as far as I remember. Um, Did you know that about him?
2: Uh, no, actually I did not. I, I cannot believe I missed out on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that there you go. Um. Yeah, I heard they have some very nice courses there. Um. Okay. Uh. So you do you attend like the general assembly events in San Francisco?
1: Uh, I do frequently. Uh, that's something that I enjoy doing after my regular classes at school. Mm. Uh, let's say I would spend the whole day on campus at San Francisco State. attending lectures and labs, I would spend some time in the library. But then in the evening, I would find something that's interesting and appealing to me that sounds like I might enjoy. And I just go check it out in General Assembly. And I just have fun meeting different people and learning new things. That's
0: very cool. And uh, um, are those... Um... How, how you, uh, in terms of technical complexity, how would you describe the General Assembly classes? Just for, like, listeners out there. Because General Assembly is not just San Francisco. It's it's all, I think it's nationwide for the U.S. You know, maybe somebody else might want to attend one of these. Like, would you recommend it to, for beginners or for advanced data scientists? What kind of level do they have?
1: You know, that's the beauty of this place. Um, it's tailored for very diverse crowd. It works for a very complete beginner, even for someone who is just very curious about data science or machine Mm -hmm. learning. They can just attend an evening workshop and just get a gist of it and decide if it's right for them or not. And they have more advanced programs as well,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: such as boot camps and more full-time courses. So yeah, it's it's an amazing, amazing resource. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, awesome. Um, All right, well, tell us a bit more about... Your, you know, you mentioned you learned Python already and how did you find learning Python? Like obviously everybody's background is different and you had some experience. I'm assuming you had experience in MATLAB before Python. How did you find Python after MATLAB?
1: I enjoy Matplotlib a lot because it truly really made sense to me. It was very similar to MATLAB mm-hmm. and certain Python uh, syntax structures, uh, they, they echoed MATLAB in my brain.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And uh, is there any other tools that you're looking forward to learning sometime soon?
1: Uh, Tableau. That's actually one of my good friends uh, and one of my mentors whom I met at the Open Data Science Conference last year. His name is uh, Pratush Valkevar. He suggested that uh, I should learn Tableau as a first step in my data analytics journey. And just create a project in Tableau and showcase it Yep. because Tableau is, is known to be very flexible and Eloquent and yet very powerful tool. Yep. And I think it could be a good starting point for any aspiring data scientist or analyst.
0: Wow, definitely. And uh, I really like Tableau. That's kind of like where I think I started my data science journey from SQL. Then I moved to Tableau and then came R and Python and everybody has their own way, but yeah, it's good to always kind of be looking forward to the next step, the next thing that you're going to be learning. So, uh, tell me this, Sasha, You, um, do you take uh, courses on Udemy, just out of curiosity?
1: Uh, yes, I do. I actually took your an Adlan's course about data science careers. Mm. I downloaded a couple of courses about Python, and I'm actually very excited to embark on that journey.
0: Awesome. And. And I'm, yeah. ass- I'm assuming, well, from what you told me, you listen to the Super Data Science podcast as well.
1: Yes, it's actually one of my favorite podcasts. I discovered it when um, I was commuting to my industrial engineering internship mm-hmm. in InBay. And uh, yeah, I just I came across it and uh, I was so grateful and lucky that this resource fell on my lap. Because I was actually looking forward to my commute to work so that I can listen to a podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome! Thank you, thank you for the comment. Uh, and tell me, how long have you been exploring data science for so far?
1: I want to say for about a year and a half.
0: Year and a half. Okay. So the the reason why I'm asking all these questions uh, is uh, is because I'm trying to understand, or I'm actually I just want to show to our listeners you know, what. What passion means, what passion looks like. So, as as uh, you can see, Sasha is reading books on data science, listening to podcasts, taking courses on Udemy and Code Academy and Data Camp. Uh, she's attending conferences, not just Data Science Go, but she's also been to uh, ODSC. Uh, she's attending the General Assembly uh, occasionally when she feels like doing something fun after you know, a hard day at university,
2: <laughs> winding
0: down with some data science at General Assembly. And I'm sure there's there's lots more other things that you do in this space. You know, you follow people like Randy Lau and, on LinkedIn and then you find ways to get in touch with Ben Taylor or maybe meeting him at a conference and asking him mm-hmm. about some advice. So you're getting mentors uh, directly or indirectly. So as, as um, we can all see, like you, this... I want to just show to our listeners, especially those who are starting out or those who want to like propel their career and you might be finding that your career is not really going where you wanted to. Well, as Ben Taylor described in his talk, you, you got to be passionate about something. And this is what passion looks like. To me, this is what passion looks like. These are the indicators of passion. Sasha is... Um, definitely a person who is passionate about the field of data science because otherwise you wouldn't be doing all these things Sasha would you agree that you're passionate about data
1: science absolutely um I would say passion has a power to move mountains if you are determined enough
0: Mm -hmm. definitely definitely and now you're on this podcast and I you know like I don't think that's a coincidence right like I probably like when we were there I didn't we didn't talk for long but already just why your excitement and energy that you came came like into that conversation with i could feel your you know passion it kind of like translates itself and so therefore when um somebody's passion maybe like sasha in your case when you go for an interview in data science you even like in a 30 minute interview the recruiters or um data science manager they will feel that from you as well just like how i felt it and Hence, you know, like, it'll be so easy for you to get any kind of career that you want. And people who don't feel it, that is kind of like they're going to be missing out. And that, that's for, for our listeners out there. Once again, it doesn't matter if you're just starting out into data science or you're already an expert in data science. You want to position yourself like that. You want to be the person that emanates this energy, this passion or, uh, you know, bordering on the level of obsession that people will come to you with job offers right so Ben Taylor had this example in his talk that um, uh, it's you know there's there's like there's a group of students that he was talking to and you know all of them were like ah oh, you know like I, I would love a job in data science but it's so hard to, to find one and among them there's this one student they maybe like seven students among them there's this one student who had all the job offers because all the employers in the area or all the companies that knew about this group they knew that this guy is super passionate they could feel it from what he was sharing online, what he, how he was talking, how, what he was doing. And um, you want to be in that position. You want to be getting all the job offers. Would you agree with that, Sasha?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's important to love what you do and have good work ethic and just keep trying and trying and trying without being afraid of failure because a failure is just a natural part of the learning process and it's inevitable. And I think Actually, as you said during the conference, oh, that we learn a lot about success, but we also learn 10 times more from failure. Because as long as it's important to know what to do from failure, you actually learn exactly what not to do. <laughs> That's
0: a great way <laughs> of putting it. Um, okay, and speaking of failures, um, tell us a bit about what what is, um, Oh, is, let's talk about your failures. What would you say has been like your biggest failure in uh, that you've learned from the most in this pursuit of data science and you know, technology and data a career some um att- uh, attached to data
1: yeah well i wouldn't necessarily call it a failure yet because i'm just so new to this industry i haven't even entered yet i would call it a temporary lack of result mm-hmm. Uh, because it's also important to know how to approach recruiters correctly because this field is so competitive and it's so cutthroat and recruiters both in linkedin and in real life they're so overwhelmed by the volume of applications they receive Mm -hmm. so i've been applied i've applied to probably hundreds of positions that are relevant to my field Mm -hmm. and i either received either thank you but no thank you or no response whatsoever Uh, but i don't let it discourage me i just keep trying Mm -hmm. so basically a short answer to your question my main failure would be uh, not getting an entry-level positions yet since i'm Mm -hmm. still at school yep Uh, but uh, my main takeaway from all this job hunt and the conference would be approaching recruiting managers correctly Mm -hmm. i have the theory that i call uh, what keeps you up at night Mm -hmm. Uh, You would uh, ask the manager uh, what are the main challenges that your company faces nowadays and what can I do to help you to solve those problems, to improve your company and to achieve that goal by the end of the year uh, that you want to. What can I help you with to help us both succeed?
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So I got a few few comments here. So first one, um, I would like to comment that. I wouldn't agree that it is a cutthroat field, and I'll explain why. Because when I was in consulting in Deloitte, right, and mm-hmm. I know what cutthroat means and what cutthroat looks like, and that is like a completely different story when you are, you know, when people who you're working side by side with. I'm not talking this about specifically about Deloitte, so um, don't want to get anybody in trouble or anything like that. But like, just I've seen the world of consulting, and that is cutthroat, right? Like when people are, you kind of like you think they're friends, and then you know, there's promotions in, in question, and you have this two, two year policy to like uh, you're either up or out within two years, you either get a promotion or you, you know, it's in, in implied that you leave the company because you're not good enough. And you know, in that kind of environment where everybody's competing with each other, that's what I define as capital. in data science. I think data scientists as a community are much stronger. Like, I wouldn't call consultants as a community that. You know, I'm sure there are some communities in data in consulting that are you know fantastic but overall in general is it is more controlled whereas in data science everybody wants to help everybody everybody's sharing their code everybody's uh, you know commenting on each other's mistakes there's plenty of resources like Quora and um, stack overflow and uh, Kaggle and uh, wherever you ask a question you get answers very quickly I would say it's a more communal effort uh, but I do agree with you in the sense that um. The fact that there is so much, like oh, there's a there's a massive demand for data sciences, but there's an overwhelming supply. There's so many people that have gotten into data science just for the, um, you know, the, the sexiest job of the twenty first century, or the massive uh salaries and so on that are there maybe for the wrong reasons, or that are, um, you know, like the, the recruiters have so much to choose from, and in that sense, yes, it it can be very difficult to to get those applications and and, uh, job positions. So, in that sense, disagree that it's cutthroat. I would say terminology is different. It's just that it's overwhelming supply at the moment. On the other hand, what I wanted to say is, do you mind if I give you a bit of advice in in terms of how you approach your careers? And I think it will be helpful for our listeners as well.
1: Please do. I would love that.
0: All right. So, what I would say in in this case is, um, what you're doing, I would say... Uh, I would say what you're doing wrong is and what a lot of people are doing wrong is they're going for the recruiters You yes inevitably you're going to send hundreds of job applications and you're going to get refusals, you're going to get people turning you down and it is not a reflection of your skills or passion, like we've established on this podcast already um, that you're definitely passionate about this and you're doing so many things, you're learning, you're going to go a very long way in this field, like I can already tell that you have a very bright future. The question is, how do people, as you said, there's there's so many um, job offers that or job applications that recruiters get that they get like for every offer they for every job posting they get maybe a thousand I don't know a couple hundred job applications and it is physically impossible to go through them and so no matter how great you are if you're going through the standard pipeline standard process, um, you will find that uh, you are. Like they might just not see your application in the first place. Like if they were to see it, then they it'll stand out. But if you if they don't see it, it's never going to stand out. And moreover, as they say, uh, about seventy to eighty percent—not just as they say—studies have shown that seventy to eighty percent of um, job uh, fill uh, jobs are filled or job postings are filled behind the scenes. They're never actually posted online for everybody to see. What what we see online is all these job offers or job positions that recruiters and uh, managers need to fill. It's just 30% of the whole job market. Most of the jobs get filled through referrals, through managers going out there before posting a job and just like looking for somebody, um, through you know friends of friends, through people in, in your network, on LinkedIn and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. first step is that we only see 30% of the demand for data scientists. And moreover, for every job, there's hundreds of applications and therefore nobody sees your application. So it's a... It's, uh, It's a losing game. You're playing a game of uh, a losing game, and some people turn into a game of numbers, and they send a thousand applications, and maybe one or two succeed. That's not the position that you want yourself to be in. You don't want to be scavenging for jobs and only getting the one that where the manager did notice your application, and therefore you're just picking out of you know one or two jobs that you know that you might not might not ultimately be the best job for you. But that's all you have to choose from. You want to flip the table. You want to be in the ocean of people applying for jobs, in the ocean of apl- applicants uh, or data science professionals, you want to be um, like a shining star. You want to be something that stands out. Like if you look at an ocean in the in the darkness of the night, and there's nothing there, it just looks black. But if there's a ship sailing from left to right, you will see the ship right away, right? Like it stands out. So you want to be that shining star. And how do you get to that level? How do you become the shining star? Well, it's actually, there's nothing difficult about that. You just have to start making, like building your brand online. You have to start making some noise. You have to start, um, you know, like making some ripples in the water so that you do attract attention because like if you're doing the same thing as everyone else is doing, there's no way you're going to stand up. And for instance, that's what I did. And I did this a long time ago when I was, you know, when was this? 2014. So four years ago when I was leaving Deloitte and I decided I want a job. I don't want to be in consulting more. I want a job. And one way I could have gone about it and I tried to do it, but then I, I kind of, I didn't have time because I was still working at Deloitte. And I looked around and one way I could do it, it's just like apply for jobs in data science. But then I realized that it's taking too much time. I'm I'm way too perfectionist to just send Send out a standard template resume to all these jobs. I wanted to tailor tailor my resume to every single position. Might write a cover letter. That was taking me hours for every application, and that was not sustainable, like not scalable, right? So I couldn't. Yeah, turn... I'm guilty
1: of that too. <laughs> yeah,
0: and so I couldn't turn that into a numbers game. I couldn't turn couldn't send a thousand applications out at once because I knew that I you know like I'm too perfectionist for that. So instead, what I did was like, all right, let's flip the game. Um, let's flip the table and instead i'm just going to start posting on linkedin not even new stuff not even like randy lao writes an article which takes him three you know three weeks to write I, I just started reading finding stuff online that is relevant to data science or technology reading it commenting on it and like one or two lines of comments and then reposting it on linkedin saying hey guys i found this article i found it interesting i thought this is what i thought about it and i think it's controversial i think i agree or i disagree it's my opinion and i would post that like you know, I actually automated the process. I would read all those on the weekend and then I would post them, like get them, you know, get a tool like Hootsuite and post them throughout the week. You know, it got posted like three times on Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday or Thursday when people actually read this stuff. Um, And within six weeks, what magic happened. I started getting recruiters checking my, my profile. I started getting managers. And within six weeks, I got three job offers. Like, like I'm not making this up. I had three job offers within six weeks with a very basic LinkedIn profile with only a couple of years of experience in the field. All I did was just start making some noise and I didn't even write my own massive articles. I just commented on stuff. And I got a job offer from uh, a pension fund, which is in Australia. It's called the Superannuation Fund in the city I lived in. And I got two job offers from banks in uh, Sydney. Uh, from very large banks I think both of them or one of them was big one of the big four banks in, in Sydney I went actually I actually went through the interview process I, I believe with all three companies uh, and uh, and then two of them gave me like third one I just didn't go to the final interview stages two of them gave me job offers which one of them I picked and I went to it and I worked there um, and uh, and in essence all of them were almost double the salary I was making at Deloitte so not only I got job offers. Uh, not only I got uh, double my salary, but I actually didn't have to do much. I didn't apply for almost any jobs myself. They just came to me, right? So, and now it's been four years later. The demand for data science has skyrocketed. The applicants are still an ocean. It's a bigger ocean, but it's still an ocean. It's still no, but not many people are doing much about standing out. Still an ocean of applicants, uh, but the demand is skyrocketed. So it's so much even easier to stand out now. All you have to do is, you know, just make some noise, post some articles. Plus, especially if you're doing so much, you could you could write about what you learned at General Assembly, write a little article about how you went to Data Science Go, what you learned there. You don't even need a blog. You just write those on LinkedIn and like Randy Law and share them there. Um, you could write about, you know, what you're reading in a book, what you're taking on a course. You're, you know, write up a couple of those things, you know, share this podcast episode that you've been on. Like, I have no doubt that we've been like, by the start of next year, by the start of 2019, you will have so much attention. Like if on LinkedIn, if you get premium, you can see who's attending, who's visiting your profile, who's seeing what you're doing, who's, you know, like what the company is there from, what positions they are. You'll see slowly managers will start popping up, recruiters will start popping up, and then the job offers will start coming in. And that's all it takes. That's that's my, my thoughts on this. What, what do you think?
1: Yes, I completely agree. Uh, I believe blogging is the new CV. Um, as mentioned by Andy Parker from Medium, whom I follow. Mm-hmm. And it's just important to generate quality contents and just put yourself out there.
0: Okay, and so my question is, why, why if you believe that, why are you not doing that? Is, was something preventing you from doing that?
1: Uh, I'm trying to accumulate more skills and more knowledge that I can share with people. Oh because... my!
0: This is this is a typical <laughs> issue.
1: Why?
0: <laughs> oh, I hear this all the time. This is this is like fear that I'm not enough. You know, this is fear that I'm not good enough. I need. I need. You've been in this one and a half years. You can help so many people. There's there's literally hundreds of thousands. A, like as we discussed at the conference, there's, there's a shortage of 173,000 data scientists nationwide in the U.S. right now. Like there's so many people, there's hundreds of thousands of people going into this field. Your one and a half years of experience of like learning data science is golden to like tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people. You can start now, you know, you just take the first step, write the first article, you know, make it or just share something. You will see how many people you help. And even if you help like one person, that's already a massive step. And trust me, you don't need to be an expert in this field to be able to share your experience and help people.
1: Maybe all I need is just to begin. I just need to find a project that I'm passionate about and, uh, you know, just start writing, start exploring mm-hmm. and just trying to find out what I'm capable of.
0: Okay. How, how about, do you want to make a commitment on this podcast publicly? Like Rico Ooh, says, uh, what's it called? <laughs> what, what, is, what, is this, what is the term? Um, a radical commitment or something like that?
1: Mm. Reckless commitment.
0: Reckless commitment. How about we do one of those right now?
1: Absolutely. I was actually quite uh, enamored by his word that you can be an expert in something in three months if you commit to it.
2: Yeah. Let's say
1: my commitment for the next three months would be... um, finding a data set on, let's say, Kaggle, Kaggle or Makeover Mondays or some resource like that and just start working with it, starting to look for patterns and see what I can make of it.
0: Love it. I, I totally love that. I think we will lock that commitment in. Uh, but I think you can do better. So do you have any exams in the next week?
1: Uh, Yes, actually.
0: How, you, how many exams do you have?
1: Um, I'm kind of halfway through my midterms, so on Monday I have my integrated circuit design class, where I have to analyze the performance of Mm -hmm. certain MOSFET transistors.
0: And then after Monday?
1: Um, I have uh, communication systems, and I also have uh, power systems.
0: Okay, okay, cool. So, um, do you think you'll be able to find three hours of free time until Thursday next week?
1: Absolutely. I think I'm going to break it into the increments of 30 minutes each day, Mm -hmm. which would bring me to six days a week of working on the project without it taking away too much from my coursework. I'm convinced I can do that.
0: Awesome. Okay. So the new commitment that I'm offering to you right now on the podcast is that... So this session, we're recording this today on Friday, the 19th of October. And this session is going to go live on evening of Wednesday the 24th of October so that is like five days away Uh, my challenge to you is can you write a 500 words article that you're going to share on LinkedIn by Wednesday and then our listeners will be able to check because once you write it you will send us the link or you send me the link and I'll include it in the show notes so as soon as this session is live so for our listeners when you're hearing this, uh, this session is live on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to it. And that means that by now, Sasha has finished writing her first 500-word article and it's live on LinkedIn. And you can go to the show notes uh, and check it out there. So the show notes, I'll announce uh, where they are in the outro for this episode. You can go show notes, click on it and read it. How does that sound to you, Sasha?
1: It sounds really good. I'm very excited. Yes, let's make complex simple.
0: Nice, nice. Very good. Um, so we're going to do that and that will, that will, that will, that's a good way and you can then email Rico and say, Hey Rico, I did your reckless commitment thing and this is what (laughs) I came up with. Um, and that's a good way to get like, um, sometimes we need a kickstart, right? Uh, we we need somebody or something external to force us to, to actually do something about our careers and lives. And this is going to, this is going to help you kickstart into the process. And then hopefully once you've written the first article and you've seen the, you know the how many people you've helped and you know how many like how easy it is then you will get into the mood for it and maybe you'll start writing like one per month or two per month and um, that is the way i think for you and for many people in this field that is the way to to cause those ripples on the water so that you will be seen by recruiters and managers sounds yeah, good i
1: think it sounds great. I think we all need to be pushed out of our comfort zone every now and then. And this is kind of what happened with me today. And especially seeing Rico's and yours enthusiasm and knowledge and dedication. Those qualities are really and truly contagious and inspiring to me.
0: Fantastic. And uh, I want to like actually extend this invitation further to our listeners. If you are stuck in the same boat as Sasha and you know you've been applying for jobs especially if you've been applying for jobs and with no success then I challenge you to take one week so this podcast is going live on the 24th uh, evening 24th of October so one week until the 1st of November to write something it doesn't matter how long it is you know aim for 500 words but even if you do 200 that's enough and share it on LinkedIn right and then uh, and then See what happens. See how you feel. How long it takes you. And in fact, in order to make this, uh, uh, in order to make this even more fun, sh- send your send your link to your article to podcast at superdatasense and we will pick the best one, and we will reshare it on our LinkedIn. So we'll pick the best one that you guys write up, and we will sh- reshare on our LinkedIn with twenty five thousand plus followers. So you can actually impact a lot of people, but it has to be done by 31st of October. So every, all submissions need to be in by 1st of November. So there's my challenge out to you guys, and that will help you kickstart your career. And if you already have a career as well, if you're already a successful data scientist, you know, doing plenty of work and you're happy for everything, it's a great way to give back to the community. And I also encourage you to participate in this challenge. See, Sasha, what you did. <laughs> you started a whole Yay. whole thing hashtag
1: homework challenge
0: hashtag yeah let's call it hashtag sds homework challenge (laughs) one word okay awesome that is really fun so i'm gonna actually put a reminder for myself to check uh the submissions um what else tell tell us what else so we're slowly coming to a wrap up of this podcast what are some thoughts that you'd like to share with your fellow data scientists maybe people you met at data science go maybe um, just people who are listening to this podcast who are getting into the field of data science or moving from another field into data science what, what is something that you'd like to share with them um,
1: I would say don't stop exploring and don't be afraid to discover new interests
0: mm-hmm. curiosity right is very curiosity
1: important. absolutely yeah. curiosity and passion and thirst for knowledge for constant learning
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. never stop learning
0: yeah, that's very true. Very true. Um, like I find curiosity, like, you know, Ben Taylor is talking about obsessions. I find curiosity is my obsession. I find that sometimes like I like, for instance, I'm, let's say I'm cooking something. Um, I don't know, like a pasta or or some beans or something. Like that, And then like I know that the recipe says do this. But then sometimes I just have this idea what happens if I do this what happens if I put the ingredients in the wrong order what happens if I add uh, add this ingredient that's not in the recipe what happens if I you know, replace this with that and like sometimes it's just like it's just so such a burning desire to explore what will happen that I just like what if and I do it and then like you know it's either most of the time it's a fa- failed <laughs> failed result you know to be fair but sometimes something epic comes out of it and it's not just in in cooking it's like Pretty much in anything i do i always like as soon as i have this question in my head what if i don't let it slip away very rarely have i let it slip away i'm always like okay let's do it screw it like richard branson says screw it let's do it let's see what happens and that's i think that's uh, that's curiosity right like in data science you got to be the same like you got to be like what if i write this logistic regression in this way what if i apply this data set what if i work on this project what if i uh, read this book and so on what will happen and don't let that slip away as soon as you have the what if there's always going to be another voice saying oh i'm too tired i'm too lazy i already know that this other method is going to work well nothing new comes out of doing the same things the same old way you got to try new things and that's when you you know break boundaries whether it's in in uh, science in exploring new fields or whether it's in your career in your personal life and in general in things that you are capable of doing yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay, well Sasha, thank you so much for such an inspiring session. I've been you know had a massive pleasure talking to you. I'm sure lots of people learn from this. Before I let you go, could you let us know where our listeners can get in touch, contact you, follow you, learn more about your career and see see where it takes
1: you. Uh feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. It's Alexandra Sasha Proharova. Sasha in the parenthesis because Sasha is short from Alexandra in Russian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the last name is P R O K H O R O V A.
0: Wonderful. Okay, so we'll also include the uh, URL to your LinkedIn in, in the show notes uh, for our listeners to catch up on there. Um, on that note, once again, thanks so much for coming on the show. Best of luck with your career. Let's stay in touch, and I am looking forward. Forward to reading your article before Wednesday next week.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much, Kirill. All
0: right, take care. So, there we go. That was uh, our chat with Sasha. I hope you enjoyed it. You can get the show notes and check if Sasha has completed her challenge successfully at www.superdatascience.com slash 203 there you'll get all the show notes and everything from this podcast all the things that we mentioned another thing I wanted to outline today before we finish off is that during the session we talked about data science go 2018 quite a lot as you could uh, see and feel and here, Sasha had an amazing time, there was plenty of speakers there and lots of things to learn. So if you missed out on Data Science Go 2018 or if you attended and you missed out on certain sessions because we did have two rooms in parallel, so if you missed out on certain sessions then I have some great news for you. You can get the recordings from Data Science Go 2018 and keep them for life today. You can go to Data Science Go www.datasciencego.com slash recordings and you will find all of the um, sessions there, you'll be able to purchase them, purchase the whole package, and keep it for life. And revisit any talks that you loved if you were there, any talks that you missed if you weren't there, and get all the value out of it. We recorded every session with professional camera crew, so the quality is outstanding, and you get the full package, both Saturday and Sunday included. So make sure to check out datasciencego.com/recordings. If you want to relive this experience or get all of the, all of the value that um, from from our speakers that our attendees got, of course you won't be able to get the networking. That is something that you get only by being there. But at least you get can get all of the value that our speakers were there to share in terms of their talks, in terms of the things that they prepared for this conference. So highly recommend checking it out. It's datascience.go.com/slash-recordings. Uh, you can find it there. And uh, on that note, thank you so much for being here, for being part of the Super Data Science podcast Um, today, spending this hour with us, with me and Sasha, and I look forward to seeing you back here next time. And until then, happy analyzing.